Roll sound, Scotty. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Stinky Paul's podcast, it's Christmas high with... <laughs> fuck it, fucked up from the start. It's Christmas, I'm high. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first Christmas special for five years. Liam's here, Paul's here, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's an episode of first. It's our first Christmas episode in five years. It's the first time... We have actually sat and watched a movie together and are going to review it immediately afterwards. Yep. Yep. Something different. Yeah. Um, and for Christmas, we've, we've, we've chosen Home Alone, which surprisingly is another John Hughes movie, which we didn't plan. Was that, yeah. was that deliberate? It wasn't deliberate no, at all, was it? I don't think it was. No, definitely not. And we mentioned the films that he had done. And then I know like that has sprung up, but I don't think unless that was subconsciously just stuck in our <laughs> yeah. heads. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think we alone. just wanted a, a light-hearted Christmas movie rather yeah. than a tearjerker. Yeah, and, and we're not going to do three episodes tonight like we normally do. It's going to be a one one-off episode in the run-up to Christmas. Crimbo. So how is everybody? Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Liam suddenly losing his voice in yeah. the middle of a podcast. Fucking hell. None of that it's, happened. It's, it's, let's put this in perspective. It's the 15th of December 2018. We're 10 days away from Christmas. There is a storm raging in, which has got the shittest name ever. It's Storm Deirdre. Deirdre. <laughs> all like Deirdre Barlow. Yeah. yeah. All this wind and rain and snow. We, well, she was snow, wet and really fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got Storm Deirdre on the horizon. Um... But we're doing okay. Do you think they'll ever change like the naming of them to men now? Because don't they do it A to Z and then change again? No idea. I have no idea how hurricanes or storms are classified. Mm. Hmm. Must be something we should look into. Yes. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas. How is everybody in the run-up to Christmas? We've got ten days to go. We're all in an, an environment and a workspace where Christmas is quite vital to the work we do and it becomes very busy yeah, um, yeah very uh, intense as well in, in, yeah. yeah and must be nice for you you've actually not working Christmas I'm not I'm not but the build up to Christmas is the busiest part of the year as in yeah because cold weather professions. Yeah, yeah. people that ain't got anything for those that don't know like the three of us work with, with homeless and supported housing and December is a, is, a, is a shit month, but it's also a good month as well, isn't it? It can mm. be quite rewarding for, for us. I yeah, think. yeah. I, I think um, for the bits you do, for the people that are around at a the time, they, they're much more appreciative 
than they are for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That and if you can house someone like in the run up to Christmas, yeah, because then it's just yeah. like you take someone off the street, or yeah. even if they're not on the street, you still where you give them something to live. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's crisis at Christmas. You know, I, yeah. I can get two hundred people just in the warm for a week. Yeah, my job's done. You know, it's great. It's a great feeling. So here we are, the privileged. We've been sitting here drinking lager and God knows what, and watching Home Alone. No lager has been consumed. No, actually, I was drinking IPA, wasn't I? Yep. Tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, so much of it. So yeah. Much, yeah. <laughs> but that one bottle has made Scott forget that he's not that been one drinking very lager. Small bottle, yeah. Um, Christmas movies, then. Yeah. Any favourites? Love Actually. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Love actually Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, and then I've got Nightmare Before Christmas, which is Halloween slash Christmas. Okay. Um, so I watch it both times. Okay. Trading places. Yeah. Um, hmm. Do we mention Die Hard? Well, Neil just it. has. And that's, oh, that's, that's, Die Hard's a Christmas film. This, this, this has yeah. been a debate for a couple of years, hasn't it? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? They're having a Christmas it's, party in that bloody tower. Exactly. But then people are saying it's like, well, it's not a Christmas movie. It just happens to be set on Christmas Eve. We don't give a fuck. You remember five years ago when we did our Christmas special, we just said random Christmas movies that yeah. weren't traditionally thought as Christmas movies. So what did we do? Long Kiss Goodnight, because it starts at Christmas, Christmas with, the, yeah. with the parade. Life of Brian. Because it was about Because he was born on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands, because there was Christmas. snow. Oh, and it, there was Christmas, isn't it, as well? <laughs> Love that film. What else did we do? Um, we did Love Actually as well, yeah, didn't we, actually. I think? We've done five, though. Yeah, there was one more. American Psycho. Charlie chose oh, American yeah. Psycho because there's a scene with a Christmas party. Great film. Man. But that was what we wanted to do. We wanted to say, well, look, Christmas movies don't necessarily have to be... That's what, I mean, what makes a Christmas movie? That's what I was like, for example, Home Alone, Love Actually. The films that have Christmas in it... They're definitely Christmas movies. And they talk about Christmas, yeah. but yet you don't... Sit with them while they all or love actually they open their presents up, but yeah, but that's, that's it. That's, you don't see them so have their dinner, see, and discuss things, love and actually, argue. But but even love actually, it's the 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 pinnacle of the film right at the end is it's Christmas. But well, then it's New Year in it because yeah, when he gets what, number one for yeah, New Year. But all the build up, no, Christmas is. Christmas. Was it for yeah. gets New Year? No, well. all, all the build up is there's not a lot of mention of Christmas. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I have to say, someone mentioned it at work the other day. The bit where Rowan Atkinson is wrapping the present. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so funny. With you in just a moment. Just the smallest of the small shapes. Yeah. So is it? <laughs> like, you did ask it to be gift wrapped. <laughs> it's like a sprinkle of lavender, <laughs> cinnamon stick. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Did you know Rowan Atkinson is actually one of the very first people to go into the Village Hall of Fame? Really? Really? Yeah, because of Love Actually, yeah. we reviewed. We reviewed Four Weddings a little bit before. Right. And we did Lion King, the three of us, yeah, so the four of us. And he was in that. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen that like half a dozen times mm. before someone said that it was Rowan Atkinson. Right? Did yeah. you not recognise that voice? That's so distinctive. No, I, I just didn't it? place it because, yeah. I mean... Usually in those kind of films, it's all American or Hollywood stars, yeah. and then like to have that typically British. Yeah, yeah, it's very. very yeah, but he was one of the very early inductees into the Hall of Fame, which is weird, isn't it? You know. So, 
out of all these Christmas movies, do you have a particular favourite or there's some that you go back to quite regularly, guys? What would you um, normally watch? I, I, if it's on telly, one I won't turn off from if I mm-hmm. accidentally turn on. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a good one. I, I just find that hilarious. I've got a funny feeling Liam's going to say Scrooged. I love Scrooged. What <coughs> with um, Bill, Bill Murray? Bill Murray. Yeah. I do have you got a favourite or... I don't know, I think it's difficult. Um, jingle all the way. And, and I love that as well. Considering I hate Christmas, there's a lot of Christmas things I love. <laughs> this is, um, yeah. I think Love Actually is probably one of my favourites just because it feels more like my sort of... It's, just, it's how Christmas should be. Yeah. I mean, I know all the rest like Jingle All the Way is brilliant, but it's like the action figure and stuff. Yeah. Figure? What am I, American? Yeah. <laughs> action figure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think Love Actually, just because it seems a bit more... How Christmas is and how it should be here. Mm. Is it because it's all right? It looks at the Prime Minister's Christmas, but there's also sort of like this, regular yeah. everyday families' Christmases. Yeah. And I, I think the fact it's the movie doesn't concentrate on two main characters, four main characters. There's yeah. so many mains that you have five minutes with, and then it comes back to like twenty minutes later. Yeah. It's like a Guy Ritchie film, but softer. I just realised there's so many different. It's not better. I just realised <laughs> what I said. It's amazing. like sort of like everybody's like everyday Christmas, but it's not because in Love Actually, there's an author that's got a house in France. There's, yep. you know, the the sister of the prime minister. I, yep. I just realised what I said. It's not like an ordinary Christmas. There, there's is a it? dad <laughs> whose missus has died, and uh, yeah. a guy whose missus has died, and yeah. and they're living in like this massive great house. He must be like yeah. wealthy and things like. that. What about older Christmas movies? I love, sorry, I just remember when you said that, that I yeah. every year I watch It's a Wonderful Life. Thank every, you. Every, every year. I was almost player. prompting you to say Yeah, that. sorry, I don't know why I didn't think of it. I think because we had mentioned films and my brain doesn't function very well. But yeah, It's a Wonderful Life. I watch that every Christmas. And you know that is my favourite movie yeah. of all time. And I, and I watch it all the way through. I've never yeah. like, watched bits of it. Yeah. Because you can't just watch bits of that film because it's amazing. And people I've, just watch bits I've of it. I've got a funny feeling ourselves. that somebody over the other side of the table here has never seen it. Hmm, Paul. Me? Elaborate on this. <laughs> well, when you were saying old films, I thought White Christmas. I can't Excellent. Like yep. Great film. Yep. Um, and um, embarrassingly, yes, I've never seen It's, it's a, a Wonderful, wonderful life. life. And I really should. And I'm going to make it a purpose in my life to watch it in the next 10 days. In purpose of my life, I'm like, yeah. what? So you're gonna watch it once in your life? Yeah. Well, Paul, hold on to that thought. This this sounds like a real plug because this is your life. No, <laughs> for the last three months, I've been working on a stinking pause special on It's a Wonderful Life. You know, like the Rainbow Valley mm-hmm. documentaries that I do. I've done one on It's a Wonderful Life, and I'm about halfway through, and I'm trying to get it out about the same time we're going to put this episode out. So, if you watch It's a Wonderful Life, you can then listen to. Yeah. My few, my thoughts on it, a bit of a commentary on it, a bit of the history stuff like. That. How many times you've seen it, Liam? Oh, when was the first time I ever watched it? Um, it's a weird film for for people that how they discovered it. I'd like to know how you discovered it as well. Well, I, I remember watching it years in, like when I was younger, but mm. didn't know really what it was because as a kid I was just like black and yeah, white old film, and movie. Also, yeah. You don't understand the deeper meaning. Ooh, no, I'd probably say you could be looking at 10, 12 years. Yeah. And I watch it every Christmas. Excellent. I, have, I sometimes have watched it during the year as well, just because yeah. sometimes you just go to films regardless of 
which I hate with Christmas films mm. when people say, well, Why are you watching that? It's not Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Why are you watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It's not Halloween. Get <laughs> yeah. the fuck up yourself. You'd watch a summary film in the winter. Yeah. Make yourself feel better, wouldn't you? That's what I mean. <laughs> the thing is, with It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas bit doesn't kick in until the last 20, no. 25 yeah. minutes. It's a flashback story of this mm. guy's life, and then yeah. it's like this one particular Christmas in 1945. It's incredible. This, this film shouldn't have been a success. It was quite a, you know, sort of like a bubbling under type of movie that was never was really, you know, making any money. But what happened, the guys that made the film, Republic Pictures or whatever it was, Frank Capra directed it, they let the copyright lapse. Right. So it gave the rights to the TV studios to show yeah. it as and when they wanted. So throughout the 70s, when the copyright went, ABC and all these other you know American channels were showing it two, three times a day over Christmas. So it was ingrained in people's brains that, oh, what a great Christmas movie, you know, and that, that sort of thing has been resolved now, the copyright thing. I just love it because it's my favourite actor. It's Jimmy Stewart. It's my favourite film. I watch it on the big screen every year if I can. Mm. If I don't, I watch it at home. I make a point, same as you, Liam. Um, and it's not because it's a great Christmas movie. I think it's just a great classic movie. Yeah. Um, we need to educate Paul a little bit more. Liam is actually coming into line with what the stinking pause is, is all about, which is classic movies. We need to get. I think this, that's based this. on my intellect, so. <laughs> because I have none. <laughs> we, need, we need to get Paul to actually find some of these films that. You know, he hasn't discovered before. Let me mention two others. Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird that things like the Alistair Sim original, well, not the original, but, you know, one of the old black and white versions or the Albert Finney musical version, they've all been superseded by Scrooged or Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol as the definitive versions I, of the story? I think because it's... It's such a grim story, okay, yeah, with, a, is, with yeah. a happier ending. Yeah. But I think the addition of the humour to it just makes it a much more watchable. Yeah, thing, it's it? Michael no, Caine and the exactly Muppets, that. for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> so that's all you need to know. <laughs> I probably haven't watched it as much as because no. didn't come out when I was a sorry, kid. Blackadder mm. done it as well. Yeah, yeah, TV special. Yeah. Lots of different ways, like Scrooge, as we say, was like the modern take on it. Mm. And then sort of bringing things up to date a little bit, Elf, probably the last classic oh, yeah, British, love, love uh, last, cla last classic Christmas, Christmas movie. Um, <coughs> oh, no, there's got to be a Has there been was, some after that? Was, when, oh, was Grinch, when was Grinch compared to Elf? Uh, Is that a classic just Christmas before. movie? Is that just Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey? Yeah. Jim Carrey's a legend, though. He is a legend, but I don't think Grinch is his best work. Oh, no, 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 no. definitely not, no. I've only watched that once, actually, Grinch. Mm. I'm trying to think of what other Christmas films. Yeah. Though. I mean, there's going to be, obviously... You've got Bad Santa and things like that. Yeah, I did not, there, yeah. Which was, like, not for me. I thought that me. was so poor. That Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, yeah, which we've already decided we don't Stick like him. I <laughs> really don't like him. No. I saw the advert for his TV show that he's got on Amazon Prime, mm. and he's, like, bowling through it, and I was like, oh, you prick. <laughs> It could be a good TV show because it still keeps getting seasons. But I'm like, no, he just looks like he, a dick. He's really just got one of those faces you want to punch, yeah. isn't he? Well, just, Love Actually. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Love Actually. You're like, you pompous American prick. <laughs> Purely just because it's an English film, not because I don't like Americans. <laughs> I love American sport. But there's not been, since, say, Love Actually, has there been any films that 
you'd say was a classic Christmas movie? I really can't think of one. No. No, I'm trying to think of films in the last five years that maybe Christmas. All right, I'd based say, or say animated. You had After Christmas, which was quite funny. Oh God, no! Did you not see that? No, oh, I just don't. didn't like that. No, animated films. I, I love the old school animations. Not you don't like they, the CGI stuff. The... They churn out so many now. I think that's why. Yeah, I was bored this afternoon and started watching one called Little Foot. Yeah, the Bigfoot thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got about half hour into it, and it's just like terrible. Uh, James Corden. Was well, that's enough to turn anybody off. Of one of the main characters. And, yeah, oh, it's just I quite terrible. like James Corden. <laughs> I, I quite like him, but as a voice character, he was yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah I think he voiced one of the new Peter Rabbit films as well. Or yes, like he did. Yeah, he he done the Peter Rabbit yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something to sort of put out to the listeners. Has there been a classic Christmas movie in the last what twenty Even, years? So, yeah, say two thousands onwards. Um, I can't. Yeah, mm, yeah, we uh, go as well. Yeah. But, but then, if you link that in with music, mm. name a decent Christmas song from the last twenty years. But do Christmas songs become hits straight away, or do they become hits over time? Yeah, because mainly the because, thing, because they become familiar, don't they? Yeah, yeah mainly yeah. because, like, obviously, when I was at primary school, and we had like, our school Many Christmas dinner, which <laughs> not as many as used to, <laughs> <laughs> but. Like they'd have the music on it, it'd be like Slade and things like that, and you'd be listening to it. But when they first released it, was it like, oh my god, this is such an amazing song? Yeah. Or did it like well, gradually pick up pace? And then now, I mean, not that I don't think anything nowadays could even match it because well, no one has that cheer. We're, we're talking of the era that Top of the Pops was the program yeah. that you had to watch. So, and, and you'd watch a single progress its way up the chart from yeah. like the. Yeah. Position forty up to number one because more people were buying. I mean, nowadays singles go they, in. They won't one. climb to number one. They'll hit number one and uh, drop yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a regular thing. It was like, okay, we've got to watch Top of the Pops on Thursday. Let's see where Slade might be. You know, oh, they're in the top twenty this week. Mm. Where they're going to be next week because they were on Top of the Pops. They're going to go up another five, six, seven places. Yeah. And it was just this thing, wasn't it? It was a yeah. chase. It was a race of where they were going to actually appear, and. Back then, there were three channels. Yeah, true. There was no access to music apart from Radio One. Yeah, yeah. There was no local. Well, local would have been uh, Kent, the yeah. BBC Kent, and it would have been, and, and that would have been like Radio Kent. Two at the yeah, time. Yeah, you wouldn't you know? get anything in the last ten years on no. there. <laughs> so that was your only outlet. You know, there was no MTV, nothing mm. like that, and it was a completely different world. You know. Um, and I missed that because the thing was the Christmas number one was, was the massive oh, thing Christ, yeah. yeah now it's been fucking ruined by X Factor uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> fucking ass. yeah because as soon as they started the X Factor it always finishes start of December which lines them up perfectly to get the number one for the spot. Christmas number one yeah you, but they just they failed haven't they the last yeah oh, because the show needs to fucking yeah. stop mm. I know you love the show <laughs> I, don't, I don't see why the show has to be at that time of year. The show is to try and find talent, yeah. But why go for that Christmas number one? Why not just do it some other time of year? I just I fucking hate this show. The whole premise of it is bullshit. Well, then yeah, you never always... get the Beatles and go, well, John Lennon, this week is ABBA. <laughs> try and sing ABBA. Yeah. Why won't you? Because I'm John fucking Lennon. I don't need to. Good point. Carry on. What it is, we've always, we've always had talent shows. You know, there's been opportunity knocks and new faces and things like new that. New faces. Do you remember all those? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's just this generation version of it. 
During the war. During the war. There were juries. Was, was that jewelry? During? <laughs> during? Are we bringing that up again? <laughs> you started it. During the jewelry war. No, you didn't. Poland. Can I just say, while we're sort of mentioning shit that's gone on throughout the year, my, my pronunciation of the word during. Yep. Would it be pronunciation or enunciation? Oh, whatever. Can I? I was, I was going to say something nice. Can I just thank you guys for, for being part of the Stinking Paws podcast for the last nine months regularly? It has been a pleasure and it has been a great laugh. Thank you. Because we have put out more episodes in the last nine months than we put out in the last two years combined. Bloody really? Hell. Yes. Pretty Jesus. Much. There was one year we put out That's seven episodes. <laughs> seven episodes? Yeah, and it's nobody's fault it was just the way things worked out that we couldn't get together, me and Charlie. You know, mm. we just weren't actually finding the time that we could record. Um, and I wish he was here tonight. Charlie, if you are listening to this, where the bloody hell are you? <laughs> Come back in the new year, sir. We need you. Didn't he watch Millwall today? He was No, he was Millwall away today. We was definitely watching the football. But <laughs> can I just say, um, at the end of the year, guys, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a quick break and talk about Home Alone? Yes, that would be splendid, Scott. Marvellous. See you in a little while. <laughs> Where are you going? We're going to miss the plane. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation... Did we miss the plane? No, you just made it. Yeah. They forgot one small thing. Have yourself... I've had a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Home alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and his elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. Ow! I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Why'd you dress like a chicken? Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. Hey, guys. Yesterday, he was just a kid. But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up, or you're thirsty for more? From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Home alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th. Home Alone, released in the UK 1990, directed by Chris Columbus, written, we believe, by John Hughes. Yes. 
starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, Catherine O'Hara, Roberts Blossom, who we think is the unsung hero of this film, um, and a host of like funny-looking kids, mm. basically. Yep. <laughs> um, when you say funny, are you substituting that for ugly? Well, the, the <laughs> unique-looking <laughs> children. Well, they would love by they love by their parents. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got him. <laughs> So we we we've all watched this, kids are nice looking kids. Someone we've watched this film. This is this is the first time we've we've watched the film and reviewed it immediately afterwards. And we've done most of our commentary between us watching the movie, so it's going to be a bit difficult to pass comment now, mm. half an hour later, or whatever it may be. But one thing we did say was the children do not look like each no. other. No, you, you've no. got five kids that you've you've got. A blonde one in Macaulay. You've got a ginger one. You've got one that looks like he's going to grow up to be a jock because he's a idiot. Um, you, you've got an ugly speckled one, and you know, <laughs> an ugly speckled one. He's not a fucking egg, <laughs> but a fucking speckled one. No. How did you describe a speckled person? She's got freckles. Yeah, that as well. A speckled person. <laughs> Well, oh, fucking Jesus Christ! <laughs> but none of them look like each other, and none of them look like the parents. Well, you do have so, to spend some disbelief in this say, movie because and, it's, it's unless a the mother movie. was a whore, then <laughs> yeah, but they also adopted. They adopted a lot of kids. When did it say that? We doesn't, but we no, just going to assume that. Now. Yeah, because oh, right. they took assuming. a lot of kids on. Because apparently, it's only Kevin, um, oh, something else that. Are their actual children? Is this true? I'm genuinely. Let me fucking get my phone. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll be back in a week. Take a pause. <laughs> Is that true? I, I remember yeah. reading this. Oh, go for it. Years ago. 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 Years and that's how sad we are Saturday night we watched Home Alone and then carried on singing the song oh see this one says that they're all proper related remember when I was younger it said that they adopted a few kids no, I've literally got a family tree. Okay. Um... But then I suppose because Buzz is slightly ginger, Megan's ginger, Jeff's ginger, the mum's ginger, Linny and Kevin are both blonde. Doesn't mean anything, does it? Mm. Well, no, I, I, I fucking know that. Both my brother and sister are dark head. <laughs> oh, what a name. The guy that played Rod McAllister, Kevin's cousin, his real name is Jedediah Cohen. Jedediah Cohen, very oh. Jewish name. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can you get any more Jewish yeah. than that? Jedediah Cohen, Goldsberg or something. History of the movie with you guys. Liam, I know you watched it about a week ago because you said it was on TV. Which... It, was, it was on TV this week, yeah. How often do you watch it? How often have you seen it? Oh, God. Um, I've probably watched... I first saw it when my cousin's boyfriend recorded some WWF for me in 91. <laughs> <laughs> he recorded it off of Sky and how I old were like, you? I was six 
Okay. Or Survivor Series was on, which is, yeah, yeah, I would have just turned six when Survivor Series was on. But that's because you're obviously the next generation on from Scott and I. So this two was generations. two generations, were Two, gener- um, <laughs> two generations on from Scott and you. This was, to you, as a child growing up, a kid's film that you would have enjoyed. When me and Scott would have first seen this, we'd have both been in our 20s. Exactly, yeah. And saw it as a, a young adult. You were, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's different perceptions of it. Mm. The thing I noticed on this viewing... I'm not going to say there's a lot of adult humour in it because there's not adult humour in it, but I was but, laughing as an adult. Yeah, at yeah. It. It, it's still funny. It's not just aimed at sort of eight, ten-year-olds, which was Macaulay's age yeah. at the time. It is definitely got humour across the scope of ages. I mean, who doesn't laugh at slapstick? We, was, oh, exactly. we, we were saying during the time, like, we are thinking of Lauren Hardy or Tom and Jerry cartoons yeah. while we're watching yeah. this. We've laughed at those sort of movies since we were kids. Mm. We were still laughing. Yeah, yeah. The, I think that's, that's why it's like your slapstick humour. If you watched any film when you were a kid, regardless of what age you are now, and that sort of thing was funny then, it will always be funny to yeah. you. No Pe- matter what. People getting hurt is always funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cruel, isn't it? Other than if they stand on a nail, because it's still. Oh, like, yeah. It still makes you the friends with This was the bit. The, the bit where is it Marv or I can't remember that where, where Daniel yeah, Stern anyway yeah. going up the staircase and just before it happened Liam turned away <laughs> and said I can't watch this yeah because this is going to be the bit where the nail goes through the foot and me and Paul were sitting there watching it and went oh no you're right oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah it wasn't just the nail going through the foot it was the fact that he put slow his motion as well slowly on it <laughs> like if he'd put his foot down fast and it had gone in yes it would have made you cringe mm. but he put his weight on it so slowly <laughs> and you're like oh my god why are you doing that <laughs> and you fuck it up that sort of thing oh, genuinely god yeah well, we were saying like the 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 part where uh, Joe Pesci, or I can't remember, was it Daniel Stern? Joe Pesci stands on the broken Christmas ornaments. That's also Daniel Stern. It was Daniel yeah. Stern, right? So we were saying, oh, it's like standing on a plug or a bit of Lego or something like. Yeah. We've all had these experiences as a kid watching it, Liam. We, we've got to try and take this from two different perspectives. Then you probably saw it on video as a five, six-year-old, yep. as you're saying. You've watched this quite regularly over the years. You've grown up with yeah. this movie. Has your perception of it changed? Is it is it still a kid's movie, or is it just it's a movie that you love now, or is it a traditional Christmas movie that you make a point of watching? I don't think I make a point of watching it. Um, I've probably watched it every year. <laughs> Without realising. Yeah, because yeah, it's on telly or... If you go on Netflix and you see it and you think, ah, I love that film, I'll watch it because it's easy to watch. But, um, I mean, I don't ever class certain... For me, like, um, Space Jam is a kid's film. Mm. For me, because it was the kind of... um, Home Alone, as such, I wouldn't say it's just a kid's film. Because, yes, it's a kid, but the fucking kid's that intelligent, he can form a plan (laughs) to stop burgers. When the the kid was scared (laughs) from stealing a toothbrush... 
to the fact that he can now trick out a house yeah. to fuck you up. Some of the physics it's, evolved in setting those traps is. You is don't know how much brilliant. I wish my mum's house got robbed when I was six. Because you wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you got robbed when I was 18 or 19 and I went home, so that was a bit shit. <laughs> but it is, that sort of thing. Every kid was like, oh, if this would happen now, that's what I would do. Yeah. And, and it it created, like, it's imagination for kids. Mm. And I think that's why, like, when someone says a kid's film, uh, I always just think, like, oh, it's the same as like a Christmas film. You can't actually say if it is a kid's film or not, because Frozen is a kid's film, hands down. Home Alone are things for anyone. Is Home Alone a family film? film. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely not just aimed at the kids. Mm. It is aimed so the whole family can sit down. They'll all laugh at different bits. And adults might laugh. Because the parents will know what it's like to have kids and immediate Christmas and that sort of thing. There's one (laughs) thing we, we notice watching this, that the script, which is John Hughes... Is very very meticulous. It's quite planned out. Definitely, yeah. the, we, we, we lot, never noticed this before, no, had we? The, the, there's a lot of little things that are dropped into the film early on, set in place that, to, you know, that make you not question. Yeah, why they're there? Oh, why is that there? Or why yeah. is that there? Because it's been laid out in that plan. Even the part rocking around the Christmas tree where Kevin's got all the standees and the mannequins all yeah. on strings and. You see all of those props yeah. that he's yeah. using, and this is only 20, 30 minutes into the film, but mm. you've seen that mannequin yeah. down in the yeah. cellar, you've seen... You're the cut out of the basketball player, is it? Um, upstairs uh, in Buzz's room. One second. Yeah, the, ba- the, basketball the basketball player. <laughs> Go on, then. That's Michael fucking Jordan. That's <laughs> His royal airness himself. <laughs> and the basketball in Chicago. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Get this man out of here. He don't know films or sport. It's my house. Get us out of here. Actually, yeah, yeah we're, we're here as a guest. Mate. We can't do that. But, but either way, I think it is. Other than because we know for well we was watching it to then do a podcast on. Yeah. yeah. The, the, there's bits that I noticed that I never noticed before. In the big one. What was the big one that we the, noticed? The tickets. When yeah. when all hell breaks loose at the meal when they're all eating the pizza. pizza turns and he has up, a yeah. wrestling with Buzz. Yeah. And the milk goes everywhere yeah. and he scoops it all up and throws away McCall, Tissue or Kevin's something, but... passport and ticket. Mm. Which then plays in later on. But I'd never... We, we, we actually rewound this bit, didn't yeah. we? Because yeah. you said, when John had throws the tissue into the bin was that a passport there and we went back and went yeah so how yeah, does that because yeah. it's definitely the ticket watch... you see Kevin Cross yeah. because when they're rushing at the airport yeah. and they give all the tickets yeah because they're late for their flight yeah they're Ooh. late so they're rushing they gave all the tickets to the attendant yeah. who then counts the amount of people that go past and it tallies, and up, tallies up with the amount of tickets yeah because no one's realised that yeah, Kevin's right. at home. I haven't got Kevin's how many ticket. Times have yeah. we wa- how many times have we watched this film? I, since I was a kid, yeah. probably every year. So you're looking at um, 20 28 times. Yes. Paul? <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably 10, 15, yeah. And, and that was the first time oh. for me... Yeah, I've never really no. paid attention to that at all. That it goes into the bin. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But again, another bit of the brilliant screenplay mm. that 
just planned out. Yeah, there's that an answer for bit. everything. Yeah, that it's if we if we were analysing this and going, well, actually, they'd have noticed at the airport because they didn't. They had too many tickets, yeah. but yeah. it's been planned. So it's yeah. almost like he's written it, and then he's gone back and analysed what he's written. Yeah. Where going, are the flaws? Right, that floor. Right, we'll write yeah. that in there. We'll write yeah. that in there, and and it is brilliant writing. It's a thing called. It's, it's, it's a literary thing called Chekhov's gun. Anton Chekhov, famous Russian playwright that you two make good to- Yeah, you're totally non-familiar with. But he said that if you were to write a novel in chapter one that mentioned there was a gun on the wall, mm-hmm. which is quite factually... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I spotted that one. Yeah. Uh, in chapter one, there's a gun on the wall, and you write this in chapter one, you're definitely going to bring that into play by chapter four. Yeah. Why mention it if yeah. it's not going to be part... And that's what a lot of script writers do. Yeah. And yeah. do this when we're watching films in the future, you're gonna think, Oh, that's a the Chekhov's gun principle, you know. Why have they mentioned something here? Yeah. Oh yeah, twenty minutes later. Yeah. That's, that's and, actually and again, important. It, you know? It's writers they don't write a novel start at the start, end at the end. Yeah. They write a premise of a story and then they think, right, how can I get this gun? into mm. the story in chapter four right I'll mention it it's in a wall it's in yeah. a case it's in a safe or something do, in do chapter you know one what was her face Agatha Christie mm. when she wrote her novels you know how convoluted like an Agatha yeah. Christie story could be and there's so many characters and so many plots and so many things going on what she used to do was she would start writing and it would be 50, 60, 70 pages and then about three quarters of the way through, she'd say, okay, the murderer is now going to be this particular character. Yeah. So she'd make it that character. But then what she'd do then, right, okay, we've now made Lord Percy the murderer. She'd then go back and, and amend yeah. something in chapter two to make it all fit. Yeah. Um, we're not saying that this is like an Agatha for Christie no, like yeah. <laughs> We like, really <laughs> just over-analysed Home Alone there, didn't we? No, but to but, put but, that attention to detail yeah. in a family film, yeah. it, it was it's brilliant when because most people will watch it and never the give it a second I, thought. The thing is, I hadn't noticed little no. bits like that this time round, until this time round. I do think that's the thing with like, um, it'd be the same with reviewing music and stuff, is that we watch films because we like films. Yeah. We listen to music because we like music. Yeah. Same with sport. If someone says to you, right, you now need to go and watch a Premier League football match and you need to analyse what's going on. Yeah. You're not going to care what wins mm. or who wins or no. what. You're going no. to be looking at every detail. Individual film, players, what they do right, what they yeah. do wrong. Yeah. And with any film, you're going to sit there and you're going to think, well, we love this film. Everyone's seen it. Fine. But because in subconscious you're like, what's well, going to be speaking about this? That you turn around and go, how did I not see that before? Yeah, yeah. You could have watched it. There's probably be a time if we sat down and watched The Crow, I'd be like, oh, because now I know that I'm analysing the film, yeah. which I never want to do in case it turns out shit, which <laughs> it isn't to me, but I don't want to do that. But it is, I think, subconsciously, you see it and you think, yeah, because I would never, it was only when it was at the bin and I thought, hang on, has that been put into that copy? Because I've never <laughs> yeah, seen it before. I've never seen it. I was, I've never seen him ever but, throw away that ticket. And, and the thing is, he's, this is just a kids' film from the yeah. 1990s. That's all it is. Mm. It is like a, a, a blockbuster movie. Actually, it's not a blockbuster movie. It, it, 
You were saying some figures to me I, earlier, Paul, about how I was how amazed successful. at how much this made. I, it cost $18 million yeah. to make. $18 million. Small change. In 1990, yeah. It's not that massive amount. Uh, and it made something like $450 million at the box yeah. office. There weren't many movies that made over oh, half right. a billion at the time. I mean, that's like 25 times the cost of the movie. Yeah. That's... That's a roaring success in yeah. anyone's. Yeah. And, and this is after what we were saying, bearing in mind, like we looked at the John Hughes movies, this is after the peak of the John Hughes movies yeah. as well, yeah. isn't it? What we considered was the peak anyway. It's like you'd realise that teen movies were great for the 80s, so let's go back and start again from pre-teens. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Not then, like you, Paul. But then, didn't you mention, Paul, earlier that around this time he wrote 101 Dalmatians as well? Yeah, I, I, strangely enough, this afternoon, um, it came on Channel 5. Shit channel. Um, <laughs> Shit out of Channel 5. Yeah, but Paul's yeah. the only one watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the first thing that came up as the credits coming up is like written by, directed by uh, John Hughes. And I'm yeah. like, it's a strange leap. From if you look at the teen movies that he started with and the comedies that he's written, to then be involved in a classic story that was a Disney animation back in the sixties, fifties, even, yeah. um, it it just seems a strange leap. But then again, he's a competent screenwriter, he's a competent yeah. director. You know, why why take any chances? Get somebody that knows what they're doing. Mm. So. It's, it's, it's an adult movie it's a kids movie it's also I don't know it's, it's, it's an essential Christmas movie as well isn't it I think. yeah I think it's one that you could sit there with your five year old kids your adults your grandparents um, and everyone would enjoy it mm. we certainly enjoyed it today. Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is also about Christmas as well that's a good one I don't... I Tim can't. Curry. Tim Curry. Yep. Same so thieves, same How kid. unlucky can one child get? Yeah. Because <laughs> not only does it happen in Chicago, it happens in fucking New York. But to be fair, you're twice as likely to get robbed in New York than anywhere else. <laughs> or left home alone in New York. Yeah. <laughs> go on holiday and just go missing in fucking New York. Brilliant. So, are we all One, in two. agreement this is not just a kid's film, this is... An enjoyable adults movie as well. It's not an adult movie. No, not an adult movie, but we enjoyed it as adults, you dirty bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Only two people felt this was an adult film. Michael Jackson. And Paul and (laughs) Larry. And hang on, to quote Scott... He started it. <laughs> so you can't have a go at for that. He started it. <laughs> but yes, I would say this is uh, fun for all the family. <laughs> Incest is a family game. Yeah. Fuck's sake. I just thought, how can it not say adult film? So I thought, oh, it's fun for all the family. Did I say adult film? You, yeah, did. you did. You should have said family. You said not only is it an adult film. No, not only is it Children, a, kid a kid's film, film. It's, it's also an adult, adult film, film as well and I'm like no it's totally wrong yeah <laughs> so you started yeah I mean Macaulay Culkin in the towel 
That boy deserves some Jesus juice. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, what time is it to go to bed in Neverland? When the big head touches the small (laughs) one. Mm, Paul's crying. (laughs) We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with what we're watching next time. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Okay, Paul, Liam, immediately coming next year... It's going to be your choice, Liam. We're going to have a little bit of an amnesty from the 10-year rule. And we're thinking that we might do something a little bit more recent. Liam, what have you got in mind? Um, it's a film that's that I genuinely love. And it is uh, 2014, mm-hmm. so four years old. And well, it'll be five years old next year. Yeah, it will be, yeah. Whiplash. All of you seen it? I have not. I know it's about a <laughs> drummer. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Possibly the greatest drumming movie ever made. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has it got much competition now? <laughs> have you seen Animal from the Muppets? Have you seen any Who oh. documentary? Paul, what do you know about the movie? It's about drumming. Exactly. That's all you know. That's so, all I know. It's so, so much more. <laughs> so much more. Why do we hang around with this low life? <laughs> So we're going to have a little amnesty in January with Whiplash, which is Liam's choice. It's the end of the year. It's Happy Christmas. It's Happy New Year from me, from Paul, from Liam. Guys, thank you for all of your support, all of your help this year. Without you, we've not got, how many, like 30 episodes or something since March, I think we've done now. It's pretty good going, isn't it? Yeah, it ain't bad. Also, it's Merry Christmas, by the way, not Happy Christmas. Is it? Yeah. Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, you said Happy Christmas, Happy yeah. New Year. Well, I yeah. don't care. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, that's why we're here, Scott. I'm happy all the year round. It doesn't matter. We're here to help you, so that's why we just want to correct you. <laughs> yeah. All about help the ages. Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all our thousands of listeners. Yeah, good, good, good luck with that. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Happy Christmas. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That's a dirty laugh. The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Astrid Arms, that infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. Positive thinking, that's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown, try positive thinking, laugh at your troubles instead. You've gotta look on the bright side, on hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try positive thinking. Tree 
need every season of spring. No glancing back. Try positive thinking. Trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. But with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.